Welcome back to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. This is a sequel to the previous episode where we tackled several aspects and elements about horary astrology from a great listener question. And right now we are going to roll into, as we talked about on the end of that episode, a question that is right there present for me personally that just happened right before we started recording here. And I thought, ah, this is a perfect example of how you can use horary astrology in your daily life. So, Robert, the situation, I know you're pretty familiar with it. I've got a friend that um, goes back to college days, and I have very few friends from that part of my life, and she has been battling breast cancer for about 10 years. And let me just mention, if you guys have not listened to the previous episode, you really should before this one, because this is a tag episode to that one. But just before we started coming in here to roll on the on this recording, got a call from a friend who um, is is kind of looking in on her that she's not doing well at all. And there are some pretty critical decisions that need to be made here over the next 72 hours. And it literally could be a point where she is going to transition, but she's not ready to. I spoke to her last week and she still has a lot of fight in her. But what's happening is some medications are not working very well. So my question is, I feel like I could be of assistance and I would make myself available. I don't need to go. <laughs> I'd have a very busy full schedule. I'm in my van, but I obviously have all the production things that I need. But I am working on an audiobook and I do need to get back to it. Question is, should I go to Florida and help for a few days or should I just make my way on back home and that she'll be okay with the friends that she has? There is a local friend, and she does have a relative en route as we're speaking. So that's the setup. In my mind, I would go to the third house. It's a short trip. It's a less than one day travel, especially from where I am now. And the chart that we're referring to will be in the show notes. It's the chart now that I just cast as we were setting this up. This is all playing out in real time. And that chart that you can see and download is in the show notes for you. So I would go to the third house. Do you agree with that? I would go to the ninth, but me, either, one, either one will work, Thomas, because either the third or the ninth will give you the same rulers. Okay. So I'm curious, why would you have said the ninth? Because I was thinking you were in North Carolina when you asked, and you're not, you're in Atlanta. So the North Carolina drive would be about, let's say, nine or 10 hours tops. Yeah, and that's a long trip. My trip to Hot Springs, Arkansas over the weekend is an hour. So, you know, it's a drive, but it's an hour. So that's not, it's either one, because you can quibble about this all day, but the fact is either one, it's going to rule by the same axis, the third, ninth axis. I guess the and difference here, is it gives you one is the ruler of the question and the other is the immediate outcome, and that would be the distinction. Well, look at the question and look at the chart, Thomas. You've got the moon in Pisces conjunct Saturn in Pisces retrograde a dying woman in the third house. Yeah. Already the chart is right on the money. So it, as an astrologer, when you're reading oraries, when you look at a chart like this and you see something like that that absolutely corresponds to the matter at hand, you know that this chart will be accurate. Second of all, does it have more than three degrees or less than 20 
seven degrees rising. Yes, it does. Is the moon void? Of course. No, it isn't. It's an early Pisces, so it's going to make some aspects before it leaves the sign. Is Saturn in the seventh house? Because you can't read that either. No, it isn't. So this chart, is the moon in the via combusta? No, it isn't. So you can read this chart. So now you're going to use two planets to determine the yes or no outcome. What are those two planets? I'm asking you a question here. That I probably better know because I'm doing horror readings. (laughs) (laughs) I think this would be Saturn ruling uh, Aquarius because that's the Chaldean ruler of Aquarius before we knew that Neptune was up there. And the opposite side of the chart, the ninth house cusp is Leo, which is the sun. The sun is in Scorpio, Saturn is in Pisces, and it's interesting that, I mean, not that this counts in horary, but that they are both at zero degrees, so they are in an exact trine aspect. Mm-hmm. So the answer would be yes, I should go. You, you betcha. And second of all, the sun is in the house of friends, and it's in the sign of possibly death and rebirth. And of course, when we die, when our physical bodies die, our souls are free then of the physical constraints. And believe me, having out-of-body experiences as I've had, I understand that what they were teaching for all these millennia is true. You, your soul, doesn't die. But nonetheless, it's an aspect of dying and loss and sorrow and mourning. Pisces is involved. The moon is conjunct Saturn. So this trine describes this situation beautifully. And yes, absolutely go. I just looked on the map and it would be about six and a half. Well, in the van, it'd be about a seven hour drive, seven to eight hours to get there. It's okay. It's good for her and it's good for you to go. Wow. That's the power of horror, you guys. So I guess I'm glad I filled up the van the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm glad you want to go, and I'm glad that you looked at this chart, because it's, no, it really does encourage you absolutely to go. Not only that, but the the Scorpio is loaded. The Sun, Mercury, and Mars are all there in Scorpio. So you won't be the only one, but it will mean a great deal to her that you show up. Yeah. And it will also mean a lot to you. Because, you know, Thomas, with the moon and Pisces in the third house of this chart, that's you. And that's your mind, and that's your voice, and that's your presence, and that's your hands, if you touch her. But simply your mind, moon and Saturn in Pisces, and you are a Scorpio, of course, your metaphysical and spiritual qualities will show up through your presence, and through your words, and through your hands. In the third, so all of the, and you don't even have to let anybody know what you're doing necessarily, but simply being there in the room with her, wherever she is, mentally, you can just think it. I want you to know you're going to be fine. Don't worry about if you go, if your body goes, you won't go. Trust me, you're giving her love and confirmation and affirmation just mentally. You don't have to vocalize it at all. You can if she's, you know, open to that, but you don't have to. But the truth is your your presence there will make this easier for her. And, of course, it'll ease your mind as well. This is you as a healer, my friend. Yeah. Be there. Go yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. 
Folks, I think you've seen through this why we put this horary course together and uh, why we wanted to capture this and make it available to you is how practical it can be in your daily life of just that situation right there that I got this phone call 15 minutes before we were supposed to record and I talked it up until I literally had to walk out the door and I apologized to this friend who called telling me about her situation because I said I have to log on. I'll call you as soon as we're finished. And that was the state that I came into this with, knowing that my friend was in trouble. And you can see how Horary just answers the question right there. It's so practical. Yeah. Let me throw in just a couple of more things. You're not supposed to do this with Horary. Basically, in Horary, you should never go beyond the question. If you get a yes or no answer, stop there. But you know me. Look at the rest of this chart. Pluto is in the second house in a T-square to the nodes and to the sun and to the part of fortune. The nodes are karmic. Pluto is death and rebirth. But your experience of this will be of a death Jupiter, which often plays a role in deaths, is in the fifth house opposite those Scorpio planets. So once again, you see about three ways here, four ways. Scorpio, oh, the, the stealing in Scorpio is one, the Pluto and the T-square is another one, the Jupiter opposition is another one. Jupiter is also in Pluto too. They are in succeedant houses. That includes the 8th house and the 11th house, the succeedant houses. The 8th house is, of course, death and rebirth. So you can expect this. You don't have to tell her this, but you can know that this is absolutely likely to be the end of her life. And she does, too. She's aware that this is probably it. So your spiritual presence there and the fact that you know about life going on after death is important, whether or not you vocalize or verbalize it. And she knows you know. <laughs> but you see how you can get this other information related to this question through that. Well, your mantra is make something out of everything you see. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And I know that goes on into horary. Uh, and you know what? It is so beneficial to the people asking these questions, too, that uh, when they get this extra answer. So, folks, I am doing horary, basically straight up yes, no kinds of questions. And that's on funastrology.com under the readings. You can always build a what about this decision that I have to make into your reading with Robert, and he will be happy to work through that with you as well. And that's, of course, in the show notes of this episode. So we've covered quite a bit here. Thank you so much for joining us on this second one. It really was. This was so special. And just to be able to uh, let you share in this moment. And Robert, I appreciate the advice from the chart, too. Oh, I'm glad you asked. All right. We'll see you guys. I'm probably headed to Florida next time on the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Stay well. <laughs>